0: Hey everybody, it's Adam Farkas. Welcome to another uh, ODY Radio episode, and with me as always is Paul Farkas. Hi everyone. Now, today Paul, we are going to revisit a topic that you know very well, contact lenses. Oh, I thought
1: we were going to talk about food today.
0: That would be more exciting, I'm afraid, but no, but <laughs> no, today we have, we have contact lenses today, and okay. it's something that you at least know something about, so... Um, you know, the show today is sponsored by Alcon, as was our last one. And as, as you all will recall, you probably all have heard the last show that we did, which was all about the new DT-1 lens with Millie Brugic. And um, we're going to follow up that show with another one where we bring in another experienced clinician um, to sort of explain how she does it, how she works with contact lenses in her practice, and, and why she's so success, successful with her approach. Um, so we, this is probably, I guess, the fourth or fifth time that we've done this. Um, and it's always interesting to us to see how different clinicians uh, work with patients. So today we have uh, April Jasper of Advanced Eye Care Specialists in West Palm Beach, Florida. And I'm not going to do the introduction. Paul will, and he'll explain why. Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I will. Uh, when when I, when I saw April, I said, April, you haven't changed a bit. Uh, April was my student uh, 20 years ago. And... Uh, in those days, I was giving her the answers, and now everything switched around. Twenty years later, I'm going to be asking some questions, and April's going to give me some answers. Uh, so, uh, it's it's very gratifying and exciting to have you here, April. It's going to be wonderful. Thank you. You know, I, you know, one thing we got to start with though before we we begin, we have to, uh, you know, just about find out you know, how you practice, where you practice. And of course, what happens is you you happen to be in South Florida. And there, there are some sort of stereotypical things when people think of Florida. They immediately think of people in a pool that's about 85 degrees. And in one corner of the pool, there are men. And the men are, are talking about the early bird specials that they had uh, and how uh, they had the, the best deal. If you get there before 6 o'clock, you're going to get something at half price. And the, maybe there's not too much on the menu, and the food may not be very good, but they give you lots, so you can take it home. And before you know it, uh, you have a refrigerator that looks like a silver mine with all the aluminum that's, that's there. And on the other end of the pool, there are the ladies, and the ladies are talking about their doctors. And the one lady might say, you know, I go to a wonderful, wonderful doctor, He's overweight, and he never asks me about my weight. He never worries, but he gives me lots of samples. So these are the stereotypical things about Florida. But obviously, uh, since you do a a lot of contact lens wear uh, and care, uh, you you have patients that are different. So April, I've taken up enough time. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your practice?
2: So it's interesting. I've lived in Florida most of my life. I was actually born in upstate New York, Corning to be exact. And Uh when we moved down to Florida, I know of all things, who would have known? And now I'm an optometrist. But I've lived in Florida most of my life and went to school at Nova Southeastern. And that's where you and I met. All right. I actually, after school, went and did a residency in Boston at the West Roxbury Brockton VA Hospitals. That residency was in ocular disease and contact lenses. After finishing my residency, went to Tallahassee, Florida, and spent six years there where I leased space inside Walmart Vision Centers. And I, was, I had three at one time, narrowed it down to two, and then one. After having two kids and deciding I needed to be closer to home, I moved back to my hometown, which is West Palm Beach, Florida. And at that time, I bought the practice that was the practice owned by my family optometrist. And so he had the business for, since 19, the the business actually has been in existence since 1941. So when I bought the practice, I walked in and it turns out this practice was just an amazing practice with all types of different patients. I'm just about three blocks from, or I was three blocks from the Intracoastal. And so right across the water is Palm Beach. And yet we have patients from all walks of life. So it's it's been really fun. We treat a lot of glaucoma, dry eye disease, you know, you name it, it walks in the door and, and we have fun every day just taking care of every one of our patients. The interesting thing is, it's you know, besides it being fun and, and a lot of practice management issues, which I learned a lot of how to deal with from you. The, the other fun thing, I think, about it is that we get to try a lot of new products. We have patients, again, from all walks of life. So it's also neat to see how new products and existing products, whether it's contact lenses or frames or what have you, but how people respond to different products and, and you know, what, what our patients really want. You get to get a good sense of that.
0: So I guess why, why don't we cut to the chase about contact lenses then Um you know, uh, the last couple of uh, radio interviews that we've done and, and a couple of webinars, we've been talking a lot about daily disposable lenses um, and trying to push patients into that modality. And, you know, they've been around for, I guess, at least 20 years now. Um, and only now we're really starting to see a push, uh, you know, into this modality. So what do you think? And, and are you seeing in your practice sort of that motion towards the daily disposables? And if so, what do you think is driving that?
2: You know, I think I might have a little different opinion than some people about what drives it. First of all, we know it's all about staff and the doctor and what we do and what we say in the office. I get that, and I agree with that. But I think a lot of it is also about how people are changing in the country. You know, if you look at if you look at other countries, there may be a different adoption rate of, of this type of modality. And yet in our country, we're just getting to the point where patients are saying, you know what, I'd rather buy those Tide pods instead of pouring the soap in my washing machine. And we use Clorox wipes, and we have all these other things we use that are a convenience. And yet 10, 15 years ago, that may not have been something people were willing to buy. So I think that we talk a lot about health. We talk a lot about comfort. We're going to talk a lot about that today. But I think the other thing to remember is, This is what our patients want. This is what they want in other areas as well. Why would they not want this in contact lenses?
0: Right. And uh, so, you know, we all know that that, uh, daily wear disposables are very good for for eye health. What are sort of the resistance points that you've seen from your patients around daily disposables?
2: Well, I think if you look back to the beginning of daily disposables and when they first came out, I, I don't know that patients resist them as much even then as what we thought they would I think a lot of it's in our mind so what every doctor is going to say that's listening right now is they're going to say well it's price my goodness they're too expensive my patients don't want to spend that kind of money and I hear that every day but I think the reality is that once we discuss with patients the value of of the product that we're prescribing and we talk to them about why and then you know, have that frank discussion with them, they they understand, and and they're a lot easier to grasp this sometimes, I think, than we are. Right.
1: so so what uh, what strategies do you use uh to encourage patients? You know They, they come in and they say, "Doctor, I want contact lenses." Uh, and what do you say to them that will move them to to a lens that they're going to throw away every night?
2: I think that's a great question. I think every one of us communicate a little differently and our patients basically will appreciate us communicating with them in a way they understand. So we first have to look at this contact lens. We have to look at whatever it is we're trying to talk to them about and instead of just throwing it at them and forcing it at them, I think it's important to understand that they have to be aware of a problem before they can be understanding of your solution to their problem. So when you look at that in real life, so what does that sound like when you talk to a patient? So a patient comes in the door, they sit down. The first thing I'm going to do is introduce myself. Thank you for coming in today. My name is Dr. Jasper April. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Thanks for being a part of our practice. Now, I I first want to know what I can do to help you today. And then they'll go through whatever their normal routine is, Then my next question is, once I find out that they wear contact lenses, the first thing I say then is to say, can you tell me about your contact lenses and is there anything about your contact lens wearing experience that you wish were different or better? And many times right there, that'll break them into a comfort zone or bring them into a comfort zone where now they can talk to you about things they may not have brought up otherwise. And once they bring up their issue... And it might be comfort. It might be vision. It might be that the lenses they currently wear, they wear too long. There are all kinds of things they could bring up at that point, which will then lead me to the path I'm going to take in discussing daily disposable contact lenses and why they're so amazing for them.
0: Right. And, you know, Paul brought up the interesting issue of demographics of patients. Now, you know, Paul being an old coot who lived in Palm Beach, um, (laughs) (laughs) the the question I have is, do you have to sort of tailor this message? If you've had someone who's been wearing lenses for a very long time, 30, 40 years, how do you actually get them to try to switch modalities?
2: Great question. And again, remember, We're different today than we were even 10 years ago as far as what we like and what we find is valuable as far as convenience in our everyday life. So it doesn't matter how old I am. I'm still going to be the one that doesn't pour bleach in a bucket of water and then go get a rag and dip it in there and then use it to clean stuff, right? So my way of thinking is going to be different just because things have changed around me. So I think it's important to walk into the conversation knowing that patients like this modality. That's the first thing in my mind. Now, I have a patient in front of me that's already worn contact lenses, has worn them for many years, and maybe they've even worn the kind that they throw away once a year. So I think then what I have to help them understand, they come in, I ask them what they would like to be different or better about their contact lens wearing experience, and they say, well, you know what? I, I really have trouble keeping these lenses clean. All right, so then I launch into my conversation about how we've got this amazing new type of contact lens. It's incredible. You put the lens in in the morning, you wear it during the day, you take it out at the end of the day, and you throw it away. And you're going to put a new lens in tomorrow, and oh my goodness, they're so comfortable. Your vision is going to be so good, and you're going to be amazed at how convenient this is, and no discussion of price at this moment.
0: Right, right. And and then eventually, though the price discussion does come, right?
2: Um, oh yeah. So- in some cases, in some cases, it doesn't come up to me, and yet I have no problem discussing it in my in my room as a doctor. I think that that you have to be willing to if you if you avoid it. I think it makes patients suspicious, so I don't see any reason not to discuss it. But typically, the way I'll discuss it, depending on the type of lens I'm going to give them, because I, I'm aware of the cost as well of of the lenses. So let's just say we pick Daly's Aqua Comfort Plus, and that's the kind, that's the lens I'm going to put this patient into. So what I will do then is I will break, basically break it right down for them and say, amazingly enough, now let's just assume this patient asked me how much these are going to be, or is it going to cost more? And if, it, if the question is, well, Doc, do those cost more than the lenses I'm currently wearing? Then my answer will be, well, new technology typically does cost more but let's break it down so you can understand how much it will cost you per day and then understand the difference in what you're getting versus what you've been wearing. And once you break down that price for them, the price isn't really a barrier. And and I think many times, you know what, patients don't ask you how much because they care about how much. They really want to know why is it worth whatever the price is that you're going to charge me.
0: Right. And, you know you actually you mentioned uh daily's AquaComfort plus to your patients um I, i'm sort of curious you know a lot of strategies that we've seen with the docs who've been on the show before is that they'll they'll take a premium lens um like acp and they'll actually stock a whole bunch of trials in their office they'll pick that particular brand and keep a lot of it on hand and use it as their sort of go-to lens is that something that you do do you sort of try to stick with one uh, to get people started with
2: i do i think we all have our favorites and you know, sometimes that can change depending on what lenses are available. Obviously, now that Alcon has their new Dailies Total One, that's my new favorite. And it's amazing. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Dailies Aqua Comfort Plus is not going anywhere, though. It's a great lens. It's, it's convenient. You know, you've got the convenience still of daily disposable wear. You've got a great price point with that lens. And it's a healthy lens. And it works amazingly well. So what I do is I keep enough of the diagnostic lenses in my office so that I can use them to give to patients. But I keep an inventory as well. And I know there's different strategies. There's, you know, you're going to pretty much have a divide of the doctors that like to do direct ship only to patient, And then you've got the doctors that like to keep inventory. My reason for having inventory on this product is that I like to sell them to the patient same day. So I love being able to take a patient, put them into the lens. These are great lenses. Let's take some home. And then I have them back in a week, see how they're doing. They have enough. They don't even have to open the boxes. They're going to basically just use the lenses I gave them from my diagnostic supply. But they already have their supply at home. So when they come back, I'm not going to see a problem. I never do. They're coming back. I'm going to talk to them, say, you know, you look great. Your eyes look wonderful. You know, go through that same process of you're doing a great job. Talk to them. Basically make them feel good about the decision they made but you don't have to even worry about money and dollars and cents at that point. It's all just a feel-good kind of meeting.
1: Right. right. So so basically, you'll, you'll be talking to them about costs per day rather than annual cost.
2: Right. I love that because that, I think, makes more sense. I don't know why. People just get – well, think about it. I guess if we talked about how much our um, phone plane is going to cost for the year – it might panic us as well if we talk about other things that we pay for by the month. Oh, well, here's a great example, you guys. Disney World. All right, so Disney World has a pay for your uh, – in Florida, we get our annual passes, just like those folks that live in Colorado. They get better prices on ski tickets, right, their lift passes. So we get great pricing on our annual passes for our kids, but we can pay by the month, and then it doesn't look like such a big, scary number. Not that it is, and Disney, I'm sure, would argue that it's not a big, scary number. But what a difference it makes in your mind when you're paying monthly instead of yearly. Well, the same thing, I think, really applies, and it makes sense if you think about the way we think about things. The same thing applies with contact lenses. If you help them to see that, and then we all know we blow a couple dollars a day somewhere, and then it really helps patients to wrap their mind around it and say, okay, you've just helped me to see that you're going to solve that problem I told you I had, Because I already told you, Doc, I had this problem. You told me this lens is going to be the solution to that problem. And now you've told me it's only going to cost me X amount of dollars a day. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, I'm there.
1: Yeah, and and it would seem that you want to reverse it when you talk about solutions. And look how much you're saving on solutions per year.
2: Right. They love that because who, in their right mind, loves taking out their contact lenses and putting it in solution and cleaning it and taking care of it and worrying about the fact that 92% of all contact lenses lens cases have contaminants on them. You know, I mean, does anybody love that? And the, we all know they don't. So it, uh, it goes back to another one of my favorite things really to talk about in, in the way people think. And that is taking something that they want and creating it and turning it into a need instead. So they want to do this. But they're looking for me to create that need, so now they can go home and say to their significant other, "Well, I spent this kind of money on these lenses because the doctor said I need X, Y, and Z." Right?
1: Yep, absolutely. So now, of course, now we we we, get the, we come full circle, and now we have the brand new lens, the uh, the dailies total one, or the, everyone seems to be calling it the DT one. DT one, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you—you you were uh, I got some inside information that you did some of the uh, original work with it, so you might have some insights what you think of this particular lens.
2: I did. I was fortunate enough to have the lens in my office, um, I think, early, it was December of 2012. So we've had the lens for a, a, a significant amount of time, and it's interesting because when I first heard about the lens, Just like anybody else, they they started to go through the description, the scientists did, of how they created this lens and how they made it, and it sounded so unbelievable. I mean, really, I didn't believe it. I was skeptical, and I thought, there's no way. How could you possibly have a contact lens that's two different properties? How can that be? How can it be silicone hydrogel at the core and still be up to 100% water at the surface? How can it be that comfortable and still be that oxygen permeable? And so as I was listening and and hearing what they had to say, I I went through this period of, I don't believe you, to, oh my gosh, I'm starting to believe you and this is incredible, to then my next step being, I can't wait to put this on patients' eyes because if it really is all that you say it is, it's going to change my patients' lives. And sure enough, we've had the lens in the office, and I was just excited to be able to start fitting the lens on patients. And so what my process was as I got started, again, you, you part of the, the early stages of doctors just having the lens, in this country anyway, and as I started out with a lens, I would actually go with my patients to the contact lens room. It's all surrounded by glass windows, so it's great because they put their lenses in and they can see out at distance, out at the road, the road signs and that sort of thing. So I would go with them. I'd pull the lenses, I'd watch them open up the case and actually touch the lens and put it in their eye. And I had warned them ahead of time that the lens is incredibly soft, it's incredibly comfortable, you're going to be blown away. But what I didn't tell them in many cases was how incredible their vision would be. And so what would happen time after time is doctors would actually, I mean, I would watch my patients, some of them doctors, but I'd watch my patients open the lens, they'd put the contact lens on their eye, They'd look outside, they look in the mirror, they look at me, put the other lens on, and go through that same thing. they look out the window, look in the mirror, look back at me, and then almost as if somebody had given them a script and said, make sure you say this when you go to Dr. Jasper, they would say, wow, this is incredible. I can't even feel these lenses in my eyes. And if it weren't for the fact that I could see so well, in fact, better than I've seen before, I wouldn't even know I had these contacts in. Wow. So that, that, yeah, I know, it's that's exactly you know, what then yeah, I would
1: say. You know, and it's one thing about contact lens wearers, it's sort of like a marriage. You can love them, but, you know, <laughs> there are some things that are not so pleasant about them, <laughs> but you get used to it. Uh, and I, I think a lot of contact lens wearers uh, don't really complain. They say, oh, yeah, well, you know, after 10 hours or so, my eyes are getting to be dry and my eyes are getting kind of red. But, you know, that's the way it is. But uh, from what I've heard about this particular lens, uh, it's, it starts increasing wearing time. The redness seems to go. And, and you can wear it from really, literally from early morning to late at night. Is, was that your experience? Absolutely.
2: And, you know, we don't often talk about red eyes to patients. And it really is important to them. Nobody wants to walk around, <clears throat> excuse me, as I say, looking like you're on drugs, you know, So it it has made a big difference to patients to have all of those three things that I talk about with them, which is after they put the contacts in and they tell me how incredible their vision is, I agree with them, and I say, yeah, isn't that amazing? And just think, when you take this lens out tonight and you put another one in tomorrow morning, you're going to have the same experience. It's a new lens every day. Who doesn't want to feel like that? And they, they report that when they come back, their eyes are whiter and quieter than they've ever been before as well. So that's just a hidden benefit. It's not really one that we tend to talk about a lot, but I think it's one that we really do know our patients are very concerned about.
0: Right, and I just have a question. You know, you've been working on with these things since uh, December, how did you actually pick the, the patients that you decided to fit in these lenses? You know, is there? we know that this is a hyper-premium lens. I don't know exactly what it's priced at, but I, I know it's not particularly cheap. So how did you decide which patients should actually try these lenses out?
2: You know, that's my favorite question of all. And the reason is that was a hard thing to to kind of work my mind around. And I I love that Alcon didn't suggest to me that I do anything a certain way. It was really about me being a doctor and figuring it out for myself. And so the way this went, I, I come back to the office. I've got the lens. People start coming in. And I told you I've got a very varied or a highly diverse patient base. And so as patients would come in, I would have to make the decision, okay, so let me think, and this is me thinking it through in my mind. If I really believe that this contact lens could be the most oxygen, and it is the most oxygen permeable of any daily disposable, but it could be the healthiest, most comfortable, and provide the best vision of any lens that I currently have in my hands, And who am I going to actually say doesn't deserve the opportunity to try this lens for themselves? And that's kind of where my thinking finally came around to. I went from thinking, well, it's premium. Hmm, I don't know. Let me try it on all those trouble patients. Those will be easy to fit, right? And they were. But then I started to say, you know, we talk about contact lens dropout, though. We're concerned about people not wearing their lenses and dropping out of them, one out of six. So if I want to stop that, am I going to wait for them to come in and tell me they're having a problem? Because just as Dr. Farkas just said, we know that they don't even realize half the time that there's a problem at all or that there could be a better lens than the one they currently have. So I quickly kind of went through this thought process. It didn't take too long. And all of a sudden I realized I don't want to just fit this on certain people. How do I even pick? And then what happens is, What happens if I fit mom and dad comes in and I didn't fit dad because I somehow picked him as not being one that was appropriate for this lens? And then worse yet, they send the children in and I don't put two and two together and realize that they're all together, you know? So what does that do to me as far as my credibility with my patients? If I believe in it, I believe in it for everybody and I believe in it for the reasons that are right.
1: And I think you can't really second guess people's pocketbooks uh, because some people have different priorities where it may be very important for some people to, to smoke two, three packs of cigarettes a day, and it doesn't matter what it costs. Uh, for others, it, it's equally important uh, to have the best possible care for their eyes or for the kids' eyes. Uh, so even if they, they have to scrimp a little bit on something else, they're going to, to uh, pay for it uh, for, for, for good vision. Uh, Absolutely. So, uh, so that's important. However, uh, somebody has to talk to them about cost. So how do you manage that in your practice? Do you do, you do it yourself or, or have you very well trained your front desk people to give them the, the facts about how, how much more this uh, premium lens is going to cost them daily?
2: I think the the one thing, again, go back to everybody has to believe in it. And so the first step in, in the practice was to make certain everybody tried on the contact lens. All of my staff tried on the contact lens. Then they tried on other lenses, too, in case they hadn't worn other lenses so that they could compare for themselves. Then I explained to them the science. And so I think it's a process of, for staff especially, they have to understand the science They have to understand that it's more comfortable. They have to feel it for themselves. And then once they believe in it, like I believe in it, then it makes it more of a, more of an easy conversation because now they go into the conversation when it has to occur with the attitude of, well, everybody wants this lens who wouldn't want the best. And I think your attitude has a lot to do with the way the conversation rolls off your tongue. But then The first thing I think that is important to set the stage, we try to talk about there's a brand new contact lens. It's incredible. I've worn it. You should try it. That kind of conversation and pre-testing. And then when they get to me, I have the same conversation, a little bit different, because I've gone through what we talked about earlier, where I've talked about what can I make, what can I do different for you? What would you like to be different I've uncovered their problems, and the three big things I think in this lens that are important to remember when you talk to patients, comfort, vision, and then health. Those are the three things you're going to emphasize. So when a patient gives you some sort of problem, and they will, it's something, and you're going to ask questions to find out which one of those three, you tailor the conversation towards that. So I will say, you know what? You're right. You should be able to wear your lenses more than eight hours in a day. And I have the perfect lens for you. I can't wait for you to try this lens. It's incredible. And not only will it be more comfortable, but you're going to also find that your eyes look are going to be healthier because it has amazing oxygen permeability. And then the other thing you're going to find, besides comfort and besides the fact that it's comfortable, we'll talk about vision sometimes in that case. So now a patient has heard from me how different this lens is and if they say to me well you know is it any more expensive then my answer is yes new technology usually is and we go through that then when they get out to the desk and they're actually and we actually do the purchasing in the contact lens room we have a credit card swiper and we have a computer in the contact lens area so we try to have them put the lenses on and finish their whole purchasing process right there so when they go through that and they're ready to pay it's not very often that they question the price. They've already been told it's going to be more. The more of the conversation then that I've trained my staff to have is your year supply is eight boxes. This is how much it's going to be. Would you like to pay by cash, credit, or check? And that's the conversation. And then if they say anything, if there's any pushback, it's usually, well, I don't know if, if I can do eight boxes right now. Why don't we just do four?
1: Right. Yeah, you know, and speaking of uh, year supply, one very ticklish thing comes up uh, because of the mantra for all practices is sell them that year supply, give them a, a generous discount, so you can give them a year supply of lenses. Uh, how do you manage to credit the unused lenses uh, when you're switching them to a to a premium product?
2: So if they came in and had a different lens and had a box left over, is that what you mean? Yes. So if it's an unopened box, we have a great relationship with our vendors and we can typically send that back. If I don't, if it's an open box, then I'll typically just soak it and I'll give them lenses if I need to. But then I think also it depends on the situation. If it's a situation, if if your question was more on, well, what if you try this brand new lens and the patient doesn't like it and they have already opened boxes, The great thing about Alcon is they've got a a guarantee. So patients can actually bring back an open box and they will take care of that problem for the doctor. But if it's a situation where it's a box that's already open, it's a prior lens, and they like this one and they want to move into it, then I just give them a credit of the amount. That's fine. I'm just happy to get them into the new product.
0: Great, got it.
2: Do you and have I- any other ideas, though? You're the expert, Doctor well, Farquhar. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, right.
1: I had no idea. The, the reason the whole thought came to me <laughs> is I, I made my monthly trek over to a big box store, and when I walk in, on the left hand side is the optical, and there in the uh, in the big sign is encouraging people to get the the annual supply. And I'm and I I was wondering what happens when these people. Ah, uh, go to this big box store to save money, and now they come up with a whole year supply of of other lenses, and they say, "Well, look, let me let me delay doing this until I use up my lenses." How does ah. one go about uh, managing that? That 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 was how the the thought came to me.
2: Mm. Right. So if it's the lenses, if they purchase the lenses elsewhere. What I typically say, and I hope this doesn't sound rude, but I just look at my patients and I say, you know, I would have taken care of that if you would have purchased them from me.
1: <laughs> well, I don't want to sound unethical, but this particular big box takes back anything on credit. There's always a line going in. You know, I have to go there for my chicken once, <laughs> oh, no. at least once, you know, four ninety-five chicken. I can't, I can't say no. And I see people returning things and, and never a question asked. So I, I would assume... They would take back the lenses as well, so oh, yeah. uh, I, yeah. I don't think that would be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so, so,
0: April, I got one one more question for you, you know, we're running out of time here, but you know, in the you know for for the sake of completeness, you know, on ODI we always like to talk about basically everything. You've been using DT One now for at least six months. What's the the sort of downside? Have you seen any? What sort of problems have you actually seen with the lens?
2: Wow, that's a tough one. I don't know that I've had enough time to give you a downside. There's no problems with the lens itself. I think what some doctors might try to turn into a downside is that the lens is so soft. Not doctors. I mean, let let me say that a different way. Some people that may uh, like other lenses and be avoiding a daily disposable lens, sometimes they just try to think of reasons, you know? So I think that if somebody were trying to find a problem, the one thing I think they could come up with that I have no problem with in the office is this, and that is the lens is so soft, and it's so comfortable, and because of that, and it's so moist on the outside, that when a patient tries to take it out, if they haven't been trained properly, it isn't as easy to grab a hold of. So let me explain that. The lens, And I explain to my patients like this. I say, imagine this lens being having so much water on the outside that if your hands are wet and you just go and try to grab the lens off your eye, it's going to be like water on water. It's going to be really hard to grab a hold of that lens. And that is incredible because it just shows you how amazingly comfortable the lens really is. But it's real easy, I'll say to the patients, to deal with that because what you do is take the lens out the way I taught you back in the original days you ever got fit were fit with contacts and that is wash your hands, dry your fingers real carefully, touch the lens, slide it down and then pinch it out and once they do that they're fine but I guess if there was anything that I have to discuss that's different than another lens that would probably be it. And so as I do with everything else, I try to turn all those things into what they are, which is a positive, and use it as another teaching tool, another time that I can emphasize the benefits of the lens and how amazing it's going to be when they take that lens out and throw it away at the end of the day. Again, trying to increase compliance, too.
0: That's what Alcon calls lubricity, right? (laughs) That is. Yeah, so basically...
2: and. I know the guys on the other end of the pool are going to laugh when that word comes up, but (laughs) what I try to turn that again to help my patients understand it, because that's not a word we use much here in this country. And so when we hear that, we don't quite know what to think. So the way I explain it to patients is that it's the opposite of friction. And who wants a contact lens in their eye that's going to create friction every time you blink? And And that's another strategy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. of course
1: the... The wonderful side effect of this is uh, if you are first, which you are, and you have a great product, which you have, word of mouth gets out there very quickly. So you're going to be where uh, other people may be struggling to get new patients in. Uh, you get them in because of this unique product, that uh, you know, because you're first in the area. I I don't know what your experience has been, but if it was anything like our former New York practice, any time we had a brand new product, uh, like, like like this new product from Alcon, uh, there was a waiting list for patients wanting to get them. Right. So so I I don't know how it is in your practice, but that was our experience.
2: Absolutely, and it's fun. I mean, I tell you, I've said to doctors before, and it seems like a, a crazy statement, but you know me, and I've been in this business now for 20 years, like you said. And this has been the most fun I have ever had with contact lenses, and I can say that without a shadow of a doubt. There hasn't been a product that's come out like this in my 20 years, and it just makes me extremely happy and proud to be a part of optometry.
0: Right. Well, I think that is a great note to end on. So, so April, thanks so much for being here with <laughs> us It today. was a
1: pleasure. Uh, I hope Thank it's not you. another 20 years that we have to have another interview. Oh, well. I, <laughs> I mean, <I'll> be around. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thanks so much, April. Thank you.